What up, everybody? It's 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. <laughs> You're listening to B. Mitch and Finley coming at you live from the Navy Yard studios. Yeah. There's a lot of weird mornings in here. Today was a particularly yeah, weird Jeff one. Jeff is a weird dude. I told y'all earlier he was a weirdo. I want to start. y'all don't say he's a weird guy. He's a weirdo. Maybe you're right. There you go. I want to start with we woke up in a world where Daniel Jones is able to get a four-year contract. No, we went to sleep with that happening. Yesterday morning. Now, people can say, oh, it's easy to pick that. I said exactly what was going to happen before it would happen. A lot of people thought Lamar was going to get tagged. I said Mm non-exclusive. Sure enough, Lamar got the non-exclusive. I said Daniel Jones won't get tagged. He'll get a deal. Daniel Jones got a deal. And he got a two-year, basically $82 million. $41 million a year, which is, I never thought they would go that that high. If the season started today, and it doesn't, if the season started today, there would be one offer on the table for one year at $33 million for Lamar Jackson, and Daniel Jones would have a two-year, $82 million contract. Guaranteed. What about? And, and eight, you can talk about whatever what, the agents what about, say. What about, years, 10 eight, what about ten to $18 million of that being incentives on top of it? Uh, look, they have to sign a four-year 160 to make it look a certain way, and a lot of that is 35. God bless the agents. It goes up close to $200 million with the $35 million worth of incentives. You know what I'm saying? The Lamar situation, to me, and you tell me if you feel different, B, is all about owners not wanting to guarantee his deal. I think it is, but I think I th- also think that they can come in and make some uh, number of offers that would make him think twice about wanting a fully guaranteed contract. And I think ultimately, for me, I look at the deal where Lamar has to fight to get completely fair for his talent, and Daniel Jones walk in and got a deal that paid him way more than his talent. Do you think – now, the last reports were that the Ravens had offered around 150 guaranteed. Now that was a while back, and there was talk. How of many them, years? There was talk of them being, I think, a hundred mil, a hundred million dollars in separation in, in contracts. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it, it, it's hard to know, right? But if they had offered him, if they had offered him the Daniel Jones deal. Where you're making forty one a year and you get two years guaranteed, do you think he would have taken it? Hell no, and he shouldn't. If Daniel Jones got it, why would Lamar Jackson take it? So in early February, it was reported that the Ravens had offered a two hundred fifty million dollar contract extension, mm-hmm. but there was a possible a hundred million dollar gap between what the two sides wanted. Mm-hmm. So the gap is likely about guaranteed money. Yeah. The Ravens were probably willing to guarantee about 150. Well, let's be real. What's the number for Lamar? It's 50 million. That's yeah. the number. Yeah. He's 26 years old. He's won an MVP. Mm-hmm. So so base the framework off that. If there was a if there was a $250 million contract extension, that was probably five years at 250. Mm-hmm. And we're guaranteeing three years. Because what what we've heard all along is that. The Ravens are willing to guarantee a shorter-term deal, but Lamar's not willing to entertain it. Well, give him a three-year, $150 million deal. Shut it down. You guarantee 150. You want By to give all him, accounts, they haven't. You want to give him three years. That. You want to give him three years, but he want to fully guarantee. You say, well, look, 
We don't want to give you five years, fully guaranteed. We'll give you three. We'll talk about this in three years. Reports have shown that's been discussed and that the Jackson side is not willing to entertain. See, that's the thing about it. I don't believe when I hear the reports because I know that I know in this business there are, are reporters that report what the team wants them to report. And so lot, you think they haven't offered him anything? What do you think? No, I don't think they offered him something. I'm not, I'm not going to say I don't think everything that, that's come out in the reports are facts. Now, when you, you, you and I talked yesterday, and I agree with you that maybe he needs an agent to be able to talk to some reporters and say some stuff for him because Lamar hadn't been saying anything and the Ravens have been saying everything, which means that we're going to believe what we hear. So that's why I believe everybody listens to what they've heard thus far. I just know that it normally doesn't happen like that. I tell you what I find pretty damn interesting. I've, I've looked at last year as the Deshaun Watson saga was unfolding. It became pretty clear that the Atlanta Falcons, at least for a portion of time, were considered the front runners for Watson. Mm-hmm. Willing to give up the picks. Did Atlanta say that or did we assume that? It was widely reported. But they clearly... Cleveland got involved and was willing to fully guarantee the deal mm-hmm. because that's the only way on earth Deshaun Watson. Are oh, you saying Atlanta with Deshaun Watson? I'm saying with oh, Deshaun Watson. I thought you were saying I'm going back Lamar. a year. Okay, let's go. All right, cool. Deshaun Watson, which had an immensely more complex, complicated situation mm-hmm. because of the allegations and the looming suspension, and he had already sat out a year. Immensely more complicated. More difficult, frankly. It's a hell of a lot harder for a GM and an owner last year to sit on a stage with Deshaun Watson than it possibly could be for Lamar Jackson, who's been nothing but a stand-up citizen. Oh, and by the way, has won an MVP. Mm-hmm. Atlanta was all the way willing to go in on Deshaun Watson. Picks, whatever it took. And then Cleveland offered a fully guaranteed deal, and they backed out. You got to take that one. Because Cleveland knew the only way we'll get a guy like Watson is this if we offer a contract that's absurd. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And, and the rest of the league was mad about it. The rest of the owners were mad about it. That's just the, the reality of the situation. I'm not here to say what's right and wrong. I'm just saying what is. So yesterday, the news comes out, Lamar's getting the non-exclusive franchise tag. And Diana Rossini, who I know and believe, within minutes says... The Falcons are not interested in Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. A number of reports come out. You and I knew the commanders weren't interested for a while now. Yeah. The Panthers, not interested. The Dolphins, not interested. I'd argue the Dolphins situation is way more unique because, one, they have two. I have to figure their own thing out. They also don't have a first-round pick, so they couldn't even enter into the conversation with the tampering allegations with the Brady thing from a couple of years ago. They were docked their first-round pick. So I think it's a little disingenuous to include the Dolphins in the conversation with the rest of this. And the Raiders aren't interested. Now, the Raiders may leave the door open, but why on earth are the Falcons out? Why on earth are the Panthers out? Because I think the answer's simple. It's about the contract. It may be about the contract, but you got to look at this side of it too, Jay. Those teams are not going to go out there and do all that work when they know the Ravens can match a deal that they come out with. And the only deal that the Ravens probably won't match is if they do a 100% fully guaranteed contract. Right. But if they don't do that, then the Ravens are going to match it more than likely. I think ultimately, like I said yesterday, that little poison pill deal is what people can go with. Now, they said yesterday they're not interested. We'll see. 
We'll see in the next in the next three weeks. We'll find out if all those teams are going to stick to not interested, unless like like a lot of times we'll find that teams put stuff out, and the Ravens have probably already let people know we're going to match whatever, unless it's something crazy, and those teams are not going to go out there and guarantee it because they're trying to run away from it. I think that's going to come down to a battle eventually where the players that are are coming up as free agents. You're going to have to try to figure out what you want to do moving forward. I think it's – I think you got a real question, and we saw enough of this in the last month if Lamar wants to be in Baltimore. I, I mean, think about – He may not. Think about some of the tweets we saw from his receivers. It just seems to be so much – this situation seems very bizarre because it is bizarre. It, it, but I, I think and and to start the bizarreness, the kickoff of the bizarreness is you're not able to get a deal done, and there aren't teams lining up to do this. Mm-hmm. But teams, just like we discussed uh Jeff Bezos yesterday, these teams are not going to put themselves in situations to just fail. A lot of these uh GMs are smart. And they're like, I'm not going to go out here and waste all this time and energy when they're going to let us set the market for him. They match it. We don't want to give a guaranteed deal. So that's the only way we'll stop it if we offer that. So I think it's in a situation where the other teams can't win. And you got to think about it. Normally, people would negotiate with you on those two first rounders. Nobody's negotiating this time. Damn sure Baltimore's not. I can't help but look at this, <clears throat> and I don't know what to make of this, but the Ravens website, BaltimoreRavens.com, the headline, the, the there's a picture of Lamar. Now, this is probably a daily post, right, that they do every morning, and forgive me for not knowing. There's four big stories on their website, five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to the headlines. This is your own website. I understand that there's a a content team that is completely separate from the football team, but I also understand that when the football team sees something and doesn't like it, they can call the content team, and that stuff moves, gets moved away quick. Mm-hmm. Look at of the. There's one bit. Just just look at the aesthetics of this website. Look at the layout. You got one really big article, and then four smaller articles to the right hand side. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read you the headlines, and let me know what you think. Lanville, can you move the bucket? I'd like to be able to see your smiling face. The big headline, late for work. (laughs) Well done, Landini. It says, late for work, March 8th. Multiple teams reportedly won't pursue Lamar Jackson. Who's left? What could deals look like? Well, that's interesting from the team website. The biggest headline on their website says, multiple teams reportedly won't pursue Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that might be telling their fans, hey, we're going to get him back. All right, I got four more. Final drive, breaking down possible Lamar Jackson franchise tag outcomes. The next one, number 441, I imagine that has some significance. Instant reaction to Lamar Jackson franchise tag. One more, this sounds like a straight newser. Ravens use franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. Number five, 
Rosenthal, I think this is from NFL.com, he said, Rosenthal, five teams that would be in on Lamar Jackson. I don't see a headline here. Eric DaCosta desperate to get deal done with Lamar Jackson. I mean, you're not going to hear one like that. If they were desperate to get a deal done, they wouldn't have put the franchise tag. What if I think, he's I think not we willing have, to think, engage with them? Well, it's a, it's a, he could not be, or he could want to be. But my whole thing is we have to stop speculating as if we know what's happening just because of these headlines and things like that. Sure. Because we get people thinking stuff that ain't true or probably not true. So what if he is willing to talk to him? And what if, see, the thing about it, when you start negotiating, if you're playing hardball early, you better play hardball late. Because if you all of a sudden start to change up, they know that, oh, that's, that, that's, that's a crack. We can slip through this when we got him. And I think ultimately, but I feel at this point, he needs a professional handling this business. He loves his mom. That's cool. I don't think she's equipped to handle this. He's not equipped to handle this. And I don't think if the, the PA is equipped, but they don't have enough resources to just be with Lamar 24-7. They got 1,800 damn players to be concerned about. I think the PA is equipped once he has agreed to a contract in, in broad strokes to take the actual paperwork to the PA to comb through it with lawyers, right? Like, that's what they're equipped to help they, you they with. Can, they can give him uh, tidbits along the way. They understand this whole little deal, and they know how they work. So they could give him uh, ideas and stuff along the way. But ultimately, I have known how contracts work since my third year in the league. But I would never want to sit across the table from them because if they tell me how – like, they're not going to remember all the great things. They're going to remember all the bad things. And if they're sitting across the table telling me how horrible I am, I'm going to probably tell them how I truly feel about them. I may forget it once the contract is signed. They won't. See what I'm saying? So there, it's always nice to have a buffer in between because it's no need for the owners and the GMs to know what you truly feel about them, and you should never know what they truly feel about you. You know what I'm saying? Because your agent will sit there, and they know what to come and tell you what not. Only thing they're going to tell you is, hey, this is what the offer is, is right now. They're not going to tell you that the team don't really – like the team is saying, well, we don't think he can get it done. Or look at this play, what happened this time. You know what I'm saying? I think this they you have to have a buffer. And that right there is something he's not having, they're not having. So to that point, you and I have an agent just to deal with this radio stuff. Yep. And because, I would not want to know what they think about me because I don't want to tell them what I truly think about them. Right. Like sometimes it's just easier. And I, I, going back to Deshaun Watson, and again, the, the situations aren't comparable, but it does seem that there is an approach that you want a fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. David Mulligan. But I don't blame him for wanting a fully guaranteed contract. Don't blame him at all. Somebody's going to be the first in a in a in this normal situation than it was Deshaun in a, a the, that made it desperate for what's called. Somebody's going to be Kirk first. Kirk kind of did it. Kirk was first, but in, in, in a different way. Well, and Kirk was also willing to take less years. Yeah. He took a three-year yeah. deal. Somebody's going to come in one day and, and get it started, and then in 10 years, if we still up here talking B. Mitch and Finley, uh, it may be, we're going to be saying, well, damn, all the quarterbacks got uh, guaranteed contracts. So I think it's important to point out that people get caught up in what Deshaun Watt, what 
an, an agent might cost Lamar Jackson. One to two percent. At, at, frankly, I bet it'd be a point and a half. It at this might point. be less than that because Lamar Jackson knows what he's going to get, and he can negotiate with the agent. And, and and I would argue that an agent, Lamar, to my understanding, now he may have ownership and equity brand and all sorts of brands I, I'm unaware of, but there's no. I, I I never seen a Nike commercial, never seen an Under Armour commercial, never seen a Gatorade commercial. I, I I've never seen a Ford commercial. The the electric style of play that dude has. I go to the park by my house. He should have stuff all over the place. The, I go to the park by my house. You know what I see a lot of? Lamar, Little Lamar boys Jackson. running around in Lamar jersey. <laughs> there you go. Like, he should have stuff. So I, I do think he's leaving money on the table there. But I don't care about any of that. Lamar is the type of dude that could sign with probably any agency he wants. CAA, athletes first, whatever. You could go to the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. IMG, whatever you want. Or you could go to the boutique side. Where you got one dude that reps three people. You got one dude that reps five people. There's probably, he could probably go to Louisville. Whoever the AD is at Louisville. Most of these big colleges have preferred agencies. That's just the reality. Yeah. And a lot of times it's one dude that graduated that gives a whole bunch of money back to the school. And he's able to roll up to practice whenever he wants. That stuff happens all the time. There's plenty of people that would love to rep Lamar Jackson. He's leaving something massive on the table by not being represented going into this second contract. Yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is when we come back. It's P. Mitchell Finley.